Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. It's good having you in. The Lakers finished up their road trip last night, beating the Hawks 107-99. to Good to get that win. Lakers end the road trip 5-2. Let's get into it. All right, let's jump into last night's game really quick. The Lakers beat the Hawks 107-99. It was good for the Lakers to get a, what seemed like, or what sounds like, a fairly decisive win. You know, the Lakers, they've, throughout the entire course of the seven-game road trip, there was a lot of close games for the Lakers. Uh, we'll kind of get into those. But the Lakers were, you know, they, they kind of let the Hawks hang. And I feel like that's something that the Lakers have been doing a lot recently is just kind of letting teams hang. They haven't really been putting their foot down and decisively beating teams like they were when the season first started, you know, and I, I think a lot of this could have to do with the season. We're kind of in the swing of things. We're past the the first quarter mark of games in the season. Uh, the Lakers were on a road trip, so it, it kind of makes sense that the Lakers are not playing with a ton of gusto, but, you know, the, the Lakers let the Hawks hang around a little too much last night. The Lakers finally... You know, they throughout the I think in the what quarter was it second quarter, the Lakers pulled out to a, a nine point lead, and then and then the Hawks scored six points right away or eight points and it became a one point game. Um, you know, the Lakers they've been they get up they'll get up to a lead but they have trouble holding on to that lead. I think a lot of that has to do with you know the offense being stagnant when you know they get they get up to they play well they get up to a lead and then the offense kind of goes stagnant and then I mean and the defense as well but so then so last night the Lakers were you know they were up on the up on the Hawks but the Hawks hung around it was kind of like a four-point game to two-point game for a lot of it Lakers get up by nine let the Hawks get back within one within like a couple minutes and then as the the game is winding down the the Lakers get up to a, a 10 point lead with gosh like two minutes left in the game and uh, the Hawks come storming back literally make it a one point game with a few minutes or like with less than two minutes I think I think that's what it was the Lakers are up by 10 and then with less than two minutes the Hawks come storming back and make it a one point game thankfully though LeBron hit a big three um, and then the Lakers closed it out and ended up ended up winning by eight. So good to, good way to end the road trip. Uh, it gave us gave us Lakers fans a little bit of a scare, 
but definitely could have been much, much worse. So, so the Lakers go 5-2 and two on this road trip, which saw them play teams like Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Boston. Those were like the three most notable teams that the Lakers played on this road trip. And from those three teams, Lakers went went two and one. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks pretty well. They beat and they beat the Celtics, and that was a that was a close game. And then uh, lost to the Sixers, and that that game was ugly. So, you know, the Lakers are a weird team where they're they're I think you know the one of the the best teams, if not the best team in the league. But I, the last few games, they really have kind of been struggling to stay in a rhythm um you know against the bucks they won they won that game pretty well they didn't they they seemed to be in a rhythm to start the road trip and then they played the sixers last week and just looked out of sync altogether just looked awful couldn't hit a shot couldn't couldn't guard Joel Embiid um it just was overall not just not a good game for the Lakers of course the Lakers do what they let other teams do to them they came storming back in that game after being down like 11 points with less than two minutes left um they came storming back actually took the lead with like 10 seconds or less than 10 seconds on the clock took a one-point lead and then the Sixers went down, and Tobias Harris hit a nice jumper to beat the Lakers in that game. So I think that was the most – to me, honestly, that was the most frustrating loss of the entire road trip, only because it's against a team that – so the Sixers are the number one team in the Eastern Conference, and it was a game – and that's a team that the Lakers should beat. you know. And so for me, like the losses to teams – the losses to good teams that we should win or that we can that we should beat um, are the most frustrating to me. And I think some people will be surprised because the Lakers went and had a back. I think it was a back to back against the Detroit Pistons in Detroit and got smoked by 15 points. And and I think that was by far the ugliest game the Lakers have played all season, losing to the Pistons by 15. But they were playing without Anthony Davis. Um, they had just played against the Sixers in a big, you know, that was a, a big matchup. Number one team. At the time, the Lakers were number one in the Western Conference. And the Sixers are the number one team in the Eastern Conference. And um, so it's, it's a big matchup. Everyone's fired up for it. And you lose that game in a heartbreaking fashion where you storm back with a minute left and then lose on a last-second shot. I could see how the Lakers didn't want to wake up or didn't, you know, were basically sleepwalking through that Detroit game. You know, it's a team that had only had, I think, three or four wins at this, you know, when the game started against the Lakers. And the Lakers just, they kind of, you know, it was a game. They hung around, and then in the fourth quarter, they scored, like, outside of garbage time minutes, the Lakers scored, I think, nine points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, they are probably just spent playing without Anthony Davis so like I wow I think that was like the in some ways the worst loss of the season so far for the Lakers I would say that the most disappointing or upsetting loss 
on the road trip was actually against Philadelphia. Just because, again, because I want I want the Lakers to win matchups against the other good teams in the league. You know, I want to see, and I think we kind of went through this last year with the Lakers where there was a point up until like March where the Lakers hadn't really beat a good team. You know, they had lost to the Clippers, they had lost to the Bucks, they had lost to the Celtics. Um, I can't remember if they had lost to Denver or if they'd beat Denver, but they're, you know, a lot of like a handful of the top, they had lost to the Sixers at one point. Uh, a lot of the top teams in the league at the time last year before March, the Lakers had had trouble beating those teams. And so everyone was saying, like, this was when everyone thought, didn't think the Lakers were hands down going to win the championship. Um, and so a lot of people were questioning the Lakers because they couldn't win or they couldn't beat the other good teams in the league. And and so, you know, I, I think that there's – I mean, the Lakers proved last season that it doesn't matter. It only matters if you can get to the playoffs and what you do in the playoffs. Um, and, and to be fair, the Lakers ended up beating the Bucks. They ended up beating the Celtics. They ended up beating the Clippers. Um, you know, all when they played all those teams uh, at Sable Center last season. So they did end up beating those teams in the regular season. And but you know, they proved also at the same time that it really just matters what you what you do in the playoffs. And so, in one sense, does that Sixers loss keep me up at night? Not really. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like just sucky to see your team play like so. They played so bad, which I think is frustrating. Like they shouldn't have been down by 11 points to that Sixers team. And then they proved that, you know, they showed that. They came back, literally could have won the game, um, if not for Tobias Harris hitting that shot. So, you know, that, that loss for sure is frustrating. Um, Jumping over to the Celtics game, the Lakers-Celtics game that was played on Saturday, I, you know, Lakers won that game by one point. I think they won 96-95. to Great, always great to beat the Celtics. Great to get a win. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think what this road trip has exposed with the Lakers is two things. I think one, their inability to, well, it's not that they can't do it. It's just that they're not doing it, but like their inability so far to maintain a sizable lead, which I think both comes on the defensive end and the offensive end. Um, I mentioned this before, you know, I mentioned this earlier with discussing the Hawks game, but basically the same thing that happened in the Hawks game where the Lakers were up by a pretty sizable amount um, and then they let them get back in the game and then it became like a one point game. Happened in the Celtics game where the Lakers were up um, you know they're up by 10 at one point but like late in the game it was like a 7 point game um, and then the Lakers offense just kind of went stagnant and then on the other end of the floor uh, you know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were hitting shots um, and so that game got turned into a one-point game. I think, I think like down the stretch with less than a minute to go, the Lakers were up 96 to like 89. I think it was a seven-point game, and then, you know, just like that, it became a nine. It became 96 to 95, 
Lakers had a turnover. Um, Celtics, the ball was, you know, both teams were scrambling for the ball. Um, Alex Caruso made a play to get the ball. Jalen Brown got it from Caruso, passed it over to Kemba Walker. Uh, Dennis Schroeder uh, closed out on, on Kemba Walker. Beautiful closeout, by the way. Um, stayed in front of him, and Kemba missed a shot. That would have would have won the game for the Celtics. So, I mean, the Lakers were within an inch of losing to the Celtics on Saturday. So, like, it's great that they beat the Celtics, but there's things in that game that the Lakers need to address as, you know, for, like, why they almost lost that game. So, you know, again, they went 5-2 and two on the road. They beat the Celtics. They honestly should have beat the Celtics by more. Um, they were able to hang on. So, like, it's, that's all good. And, you know, it's all fine and dandy and everything. But um, the Lakers really, you know, I think they really just need to, you know, I, they're still trying to find that rotation. Um, they're trying to figure out, like, who's the best lineup to close out games. I think Frank Vogel's kind of been toying around with different different options, and I think we've seen some lineups that are just not not great. Um, we've seen uh, Frank Vogel put out like Montrezl Harrell in some situations where he just looks lost on defense and just is not playing not playing well. Um, and then there's other lineups with like Montrez and and you know I think it's like Schroeder and LeBron and Davis and Montrez. Um, and Caruso where they look great on defense um, and are are shutting down teams and stuff and and that was nice to see in the in the Hawks game last night the Lakers had a few really good moments of defense where they just like trapped Trey Young didn't let him go anywhere um, played help defense and you know forced steals and turnovers um, so we saw a lot of really good defense from the Lakers uh, against the Hawks which was which was good to see so I think it's just a matter of getting into that flow. I think the Lakers last year, um, you know, comparing, the, trying to compare them to last year, the Lakers had a good defense. Uh, it didn't really become an elite defense, I feel like, until the start of the playoffs. Um, and really, even then, it took took a game. You know, they lost to the to the Blazers in the number in the first game of the first round. Um, so it took like the first game of the first round of the playoffs for the Lakers to really sit into that elite defense that they ended up having that allowed them to win the championship last season. So this isn't, you know, it's not something to be alarmed by or worried about yet. Um, I think there's, there are some bad habits that could form with this Lakers team where um, they think that they're, too good um and I you know I think that there are some rotation things that need to be worked out I think there's you know certain players need to you know like KCP he's he had an awful road trip where he just was not playing well um Wesley Matthews was struggling and we saw in the Celtics game, those two guys were struggling. And down the stretch, Vogel uh, played Alex Caruso and, and Taylor Horton Tucker. So, like, 
the certain, you know, guys need to play well. Um, if you don't play well, then you're going to get uh, swapped out for someone else. The, the Lakers, the thing that the Lakers are this year that they weren't last year is very, very deep. Um, they need to figure out the rotation because they have a lot of guys that can play in certain scenarios. Um, so it's like it's a good problem to have, but it's something that, especially on these long road trips, um, and you're playing against a team like the Celtics or the Sixers, you know maybe it's just not a guy's night, and you gotta gotta swap him out for someone else. Um, you know, eventually the Lakers, as the season gets closer to the playoffs, they're gonna have to tighten up that rotation where you're not you don't typically see like a nine or ten man rotation in the playoffs. So they'll tighten that up a little bit. And by the time, by the end of the season, the Lakers will know who their guys are and stuff. So kind of working the kinks out uh, throughout this road trip and, and the season so far. So, you know, I think there's a lot of – a lot of um, – there's some personnel things and just performance things that need to be ironed out a little bit. But I would say overall, I think the Lakers' number one issue – that I've seen is just effort. I think the Lakers know that they're the best team in the NBA. I think that they know that they can beat any team that they play. And I think a lot of times there just isn't that effort. You know, it feels like they, what it's almost like they feel like they're trying to save their energy and don't want to expend their energy until the fourth quarter or or they feel like they can let a team hang around and they can kind of do whatever they want whenever they want. But then but then the Lakers' uh, three-point shots don't fall, for instance. And and then they miss, they're missing... They miss shots on three, three straight possessions. And then the team that they're playing, like Detroit or Atlanta or, or whoever it is, goes down and they hit shots. And then they, they either erase any lead the Lakers had or they build their own lead if it was a close game and then the Lakers are stuck coming from behind which they can come from behind but why come from behind when you can lead when you when you can when you're playing teams like Atlanta or Detroit like why even let them build a lead and I get like the Lakers aren't in control of what happened like I mean they're in control because they're they're the better team in in a way but if your shots aren't falling, your shots aren't falling. I think against the Sixers, you know, that was one thing that we – another thing that we saw this road trip was just awful three-point shooting from the Lakers. Like, um, I think against the Sixers, the Lakers shot like 10% in the game from three. Um, I know last night from three there was a point where the Lakers were one for ten from three, so they were shooting 10% at a certain point. Uh, I didn't look to see what the what they ended up, but I think at another point they were like three for fourteen. Like they, KCP came out of the came out of things hot to start of the season. He was hitting threes, um, and then since you know since since then the last few weeks he seems to have gone cold. Um, he's really you know he's struggling from the three point line. And in the Lakers, the the thing here with the Lakers is like having LeBron and AD is kind of like the trump card, right? Like they can get you, get you out of a bad situation, but they provide 
wide open threes for the rest of the team, whether it's KCP or Caruso or Dennis Schroeder, even Marcus All. Like, I think I saw I saw a stat on Twitter where the Lakers they of their three point shots, like of their three point attempts this season, they had taken like let's say five hundred. It's like five hundred sixty attempts on the season. And of those 560 attempts, like, over 500 of them were considered either open or wide-open shots. Um, and so, they're, so the Lakers are taking, you know, open or wide-open shots from three for the majority of their looks. And they're still shooting, like, below 40%, which for, I think for the Lakers to, to be an elite team, they're going to need to knock down those shots. Um, I think last year, last season, last season the Lakers were able to rely on their size a little bit more. I think this season the team looks a little different in that sense where we don't have JaVale, we don't have Dwight to bail us out down low and just like overpower teams in the paint. We do have Montrez and Marcus Gasol. Um, Montrez Harrell is a bit under, undersized. I think he's only like 6'8 or 6'9". And he's a he's a physical body, but he's not gonna you can't punish Jokic in the same way that Dwight Howard was able to punish Jokic down low. Um, Marcus All's a big body, but his game's way different than than Dwight Howard or Javale. Where like he he can kind of body up people, but he's a little more of a finesse guy, you know. Same and and then same goes for Anthony Davis, where like he's a big body, but he's not gonna overpower someone down low. At least not like a, a, a Jokic or a, you know a big guy like that. Like he's more of a finesse player in that sense as well. So the Lakers, their big men are more now like these skill guys, these finesse guys that honestly are more comfortable. They seem more comfortable shooting from like the mid range than they are from from like three feet in. Um, so the Lakers can't overpower teams down low the same way that they could last season. And so the you. What I'm trying to say is the Lakers were able to kind of get away with being shitty from the three-point line um, last season because they could overpower teams down low. They could get offensive rebounds. Um, it was just do you take the do you take the high percentage two-pointer or a low percentage three-pointer? Um, and a lot of times the two the the two-pointer in the paint was the right move for the Lakers. Now this season. They're getting a ton of wide open threes because they have LeBron and Anthony Davis who draw so much attention when they like, you know, if they drive and kick or, or whatever it is. Um, and so, like, it's really imperative that the Lakers start hitting those threes because I don't think the Lakers are a three point shooting team in the same way that, uh, you know, the Warriors were a three point shooting team or, you know, the Blazers with like Damian and CJ McCollum. You know, I don't, I don't think the Lakers need to be a three-point shooting team like those teams um just because they don't have the guys that are elite three-point shooters um I mean I'd love to see KCP get to that level but they don't have they don't have a guy that's an elite three-point shooter so they need to they need to hit threes when they when they have the open shot at least at a higher rate than they have been so far. Um, so I think on the offensive end, I think that's one thing that slows the team down 
is just the incon- inconsistency from the three-point line. Um, you know, I, I, the Lakers have struggled with turnovers a little bit. Um, the free throw shooting is always a little bit disappointing to me. Um, and again, I, I've talked about this before. I don't, I don't know if it's because growing up a Lakers fan with Kobe and like having like Kobe never rarely missed a free throw attempt. Um, but now, you know, with, between LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're both. I think LeBron's shooting like seventy percent from the free throw line, and Anthony Davis is shooting. He's not shooting as well as he was last season from the free throw from the free throw line. Like I think he's also maybe in the seventy percent range, um, which like for two superstars that are like actually good shooters also is pretty pathetic, in my opinion. So love to I would love you know love to see the free free throw shooting get cleaned up. The Lakers did shoot well from the free throw line last night against the Hawks. Um, I think they ended up only missing like one or two free throws in that entire game, so that was good to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's the, I think for this Lakers team, it's a lot of the little things that really hindered them um, from really pushing forward past some of these teams that they're playing against. You know, it's dumb turnovers is one thing that I've noticed. Um, missed free throws is one thing and then wide open threes you know there's not much more to say than like if you just do those things then then you'll win game you know like those are the offensive things you need the things you need to do on offense to to close out a game or to win games are you know those are three things that are not that difficult if you're a professional basketball player so it's the it's really the attention to detail. I think the Lakers are at a certain point where they are a top team, they're an elite team, and so it's the little the little details are what separate separate you know average teams from great teams. And so I think a lot of things with the with the Lakers going forward throughout the rest of this throughout the rest of the season are there going to be a lot of it feels nitpicky in a way. But those are the, I mean, those are the frustrating things when you watch as a fan, right? Like seeing on the last possession against the Celtics, Anthony Davis let the ball get like poked away from him. Um, you know, I don't know. It could have been a, a not great entry pass to him. It could have been just him not aware of the defender. You know, like it, there's a, there's multiple things that it could be, right? Like it might not be his fault, but it could be. I mean, it's partially his fault. Like. But at the end of the day, it's the last possession of the game. You're up by one point. Like you got to hold on to that ball tight. Like it's not. Those are things that. Those are. It's like. That's not something that most people should have to say. I think. And so, it's, it's just like. Staying attentive to those small details, in every game that you play, will help. I mean, it helps you not only win games, but it helps you prepare for the playoffs too. Because once you're in the playoffs and seven game series against great teams attention to detail is paramount like you're you're looking for the the team that you're playing you're looking for their 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 tell sign you know like what is like what is okay like if we're in this offensive like if we're running this play what does the defense do what does this one guy do what are his tendons you know it's really about like noticing the tendencies and 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 understanding 
the decisions that they're going to make based on what you're doing. Um, and so just being attentive to detail game night in night out every game those are things that like if the Lakers were just doing that I think they would the six losses that they have maybe are cut in half I don't you know hard to say I I think the Warriors they lost the Warriors by like one or two that probably game probably doesn't happen um even the Sixers I think I mean the Lakers proved that they could could have and probably should have won that game so I mean the Sixers they probably don't lose to the Sixers um so, you know, it's this all ties back to my what I'm saying about the Lakers and their effort in these games. Like, they, on both ends of the floor, defensively and offensively, um, just paying attention to the little details are going to pay, pay dividends for this Lakers team. And I think on the, on the defensive end, the Lakers have been playing, have been, have been playing well. I mean... They're number one in defensive rating, which is great. Um, I think they're I think they're even number one, excluding like the garbage time minutes, um, which you know that gets rid of any any um, are supposed to try and get rid of any outliers and stuff. So like the Lakers are in like game in minutes that matter. The Lakers are number one defensive rating, and then. They, you know, they've been holding in. It's funny because, like, watching the Lakers, you know, watching the Lakers games this season, there's been a lot of moments where I've been frustrated by their defense. And so it feels weird that the Lakers are number one in defensive rating, you know, like the best defensive team in the NBA. But they, you know, let Trey Young get floaters in the key super easy you know or like there's a lot of things that happen where I'm like what like I feel like an elite defense would not let that shot take place or things like that and so I have been a little bit frustrated by their defense and so I think you know I don't know like it it depends on what your opinion are of of the stats and stuff and of defensive rating and everything but I mean I think there's definitely something to it I think that they're I think we have seen the Lakers I don't know if it's the Lakers are playing a slower paced game or if it is that their defense is playing at a very high level. But a lot of the last few games the Lakers have played, they've been low scoring games. You know, like Lakers beat the Celtics ninety six to ninety five. Last night they uh held the Hawks to ninety nine points. Um and you know those types of things used to not be not scoring 99 points was a lot of points back you know even like 15 years ago um but today you know in today's game like keeping a team under 100 points is a good defensive effort and so the lakers have held you know a lot of their games are in the low 100s or like in the 90s which is either indicative of good defense I mean it's I guess it's three things good defense it could be bad offense or um, just like a slower pace you know like if the Lakers aren't out running as much and the the teams are more focused in uh, half court offense things like that so hard to say exactly I mean I think I think I think all things are true a little bit 
because the Lakers do have a good defense. Um, the Lakers offense has been not the most efficient. Um, and I do feel like they, I mean, they get out and they run when they can, but I feel like a lot of their offense, their offense gets stagnant when they play half court is, is kind of, is how I feel. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of truth to all those things, but I would say that, you know, defensively, like there are some things that have been frustrating, but overall they have been holding teams to, um, you know, low scoring, low scoring games. So, so that is at least good to see. And if they can maintain holding teams to low scoring games and they can up their offense, then even better. All right, let's move on. Let's just talk about around the league. So, um, so this was something that, so I was listening to the Hawks game last night on my drive home from work and they mentioned that there the the Denver Nuggets versus Detroit Pistons game that was supposed to take place last night was being postponed due to uh, COVID protocol contact tracing in the uh, Detroit Pistons organization. So that could mean that the Lakers will have some postponed games coming up because the Lakers' next games were supposed to be uh, Thursday against Denver, against the Nuggets, at Staples Center, and then I believe Saturday um, against Detroit in Staples Center. And then the Lakers had also just played Detroit, like, last week. So I, you know, I don't know when it comes to the contact tracing – how far back they have to go for it. And it also depends on who the individual is, I believe. Um, so there's some things that go into it, but it's possible that the Lakers, um, you know, I, by the time you're listening to this, the news might be out on this, so I don't I don't want to speculate too much. But my guess would be if, if the contact tracing was in the Detroit organization, and they postponed the, the game against Denver. I would think that the Lakers game against Denver can take place on Thursday in Staples Center because, in theory, Denver wouldn't have any contact with Detroit because the game was postponed. I think it's really the game on Saturday against Detroit that's in question, depending on um, you know just how many players end up having to be quarantined. Um, on Detroit so more to come on that definitely keep an eye out to see what's going on but yeah the Lakers the next Lakers games are supposed to be Thursday against Denver uh, and then Saturday against Detroit both both at Staples Center Um, so yeah we'll see what happens on that one I think uh, yeah again I think the Denver game I would think should be fine but the Detroit game I could see potentially being postponed um some other news around the league the I mean the Brooklyn Nets are kind of the team to talk about they are just such a they're a crazy weird team you know so I saw a stat that since they made the trade for James Harden they are the number one rated offense in the NBA and if the season were to end today they would be the number one rated offense offensive team of all time in the NBA which is pretty wild, but makes sense, having Kyrie and Kevin Durant and James Harden. But on the flip side of things, they have the worst 
uh, defensive rating in the NBA. And I think the same goes where if the season were to end today, <coughs> they would have the worst defensive rating ever in the NBA. Um, so that's like, it just like, I think this is something that we've never really seen before this team. Um, and just like such a dr- stark contrast between their offensive prowess and their inability to play defense at all it seems like Uh, and this really came into fruition we really saw this in the game against the Wizards Uh, so Brooklyn played uh, Washington a few nights ago and they were up by gosh what was it like they were up by five I think yeah, it had to have been up by five. No. Yes, up by five, I think. Um, and no, they're up by more. I think it was like seven. Either way, sorry about that. The 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 Wizards knocked out. I think it was a seven point lead in like ten seconds. Ended up beating the Nets by like one, one or two on a last second uh russell westbrook three-pointer um and it had, the game ended up being like 145 to 141 or something like something ridiculous um in the one in the 140s for both teams so the nets really do score at a high high level but they really have a lot of trouble on, on the defensive end so i mentioned this in my last episode but It'll be really, really interesting to see when the Lakers and Nets have their first matchup, just how those games go, because the, those two teams are very different, where the Lakers have a pretty... I mean, they've they've been struggling a little bit in this ro- in the road trip, but I'd say they have, like, a, an elite uh, defense. Their offense can be elite. It, I mean, you have, when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, you are going to have, like, you have elite playmaking, um, they don't seem to score at the same pace as the Nets. Near, you know, not even close in a lot of ways. So you have good defense meets good offense, and bad defense meets above average uh, offense. So again, I've mentioned this before, but really, really looking forward to see that matchup and just how those two teams play. Because you know, like I said, like. Like I said, that this Nets team is like something that we've never really seen before, so it's so hard to like ima- even imagine what that game is going to look like. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so you know, overall the Lakers are, I think right now they're third in the Western Conference. They're sixteen and six. Uh, I think right now the Jazz are the number one team in the Western Conference, and the Clippers are the number two team. All three of the teams, the Jazz, Clippers, and Lakers, are within I think it's a game I think the Lakers are a game behind um I think the Clippers are half a game behind so things are definitely close in the Western Conference things will continue to ebb and flow and change as the season goes on um just we'll just need the Lakers to really just continue to tighten up the defense and and start producing a little bit more on offense just so that they can pull away on games and and close out games and not not you know not give up leads. So uh, next game against for the Lakers is against Denver. I think you know Nick, Nick Jokic has really been playing at a very high level. He's 
a, you know, an MVP candidate for this season so far. So I think, you know, Jamal Murray's been playing pretty inconsistently. So this, not really sure what we're going to get out of, the, out of this Denver team. I think going into the season, everyone was hoping or thinking that they would be a lot better than they have been so far. Um, so hard to say what we'll see on uh, Thursday, but my guess is they're going to, the, the Nuggets will come out. Obviously, the Lakers and Nuggets played each other in the Western Conference Finals last season. So, you know, the Nuggets will come out fired up, ready to play. Um, and, you know, I think the Lakers, again, the Lakers should win every game they go into, is my opinion. So, you know, I've said it, you know, I think anyone, whether you're a Lakers fan or not, should think the Lakers can win any game that they're going into um, or should win any game that they're going into. Uh, it'll just be up to the Lakers to see how they can, what they can do to slow down Jokic, um, and and really this will be a good test for the Lakers defense. Is just Jokic being one a big body because the Lakers aren't quite as big as they used to be. So first playing that physical, playing physical against a big body like Jokic, and then also like being aware of what's happening because Jokic is such a good passer and he can really like carve up a defense just by his passing ability um, let alone his other offensive abilities it'll be important for the Lakers to be able to kind of be aware of the cutters and and, and where they're all at and just seeing the floor well to limit Jokic's ability to slice and dice on offense and and get a lot of assists and and all that stuff so it'll be a good test for the Lakers defense Um, if, if the Lakers defense shows up I think the offense will be good enough that the Lakers will win on Thursday. So that'll be a fun game to watch. More, you know, obviously more to come in terms of the news on these games. So, it's again, it's possible that game gets postponed. But if it does not get postponed, then looking forward to see the Lakers uh, play this Denver team in a little Western Conference Finals rematch. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm -hmm.